0: We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in
1: destruction. Des and Troy, you see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. Uh. What is going on, y'all? This is the Daily Destroyer, Week 4 DFS, Dynasty Warzone Network. As always, I am Tyler. This is Lou, DraftKings main slate. Really talking cash, but we just really can't help ourselves. We'll talk some tournament plays here and there. But we're really talking cash games. Let's start it off, like we always do, at the quarterback position. Lou, I'll let you start us off here. Cash plays, quarterback. Give me me a guy you're buying or maybe a fade, but give me something hot. Yeah, I think uh, this week a lot of people are going to be looking
0: to pay up at quarterback. There's a big gap between quarterbacks this week. There's a lot above 8K that I think were reasonable to play. You have Hurts, Allen, and uh, Lamar. And then the only other ones I want to play are under 6K. So it's just a big gap there. So it's either like you pay up or pay down. Um, I don't think lineup construction-wise – to me, I when I've been trying to test out lineups, paying down to someone like Mariota hasn't gotten me enough, really, uh, for me to necessarily want to do that over paying up for Allen or Lamar or Hertz. I think I'll probably do Allen. He just seems he's so consistent. Uh, his team is just it's one of the better teams we've seen in the past few years. And this game environment, highest scoring total expected. Uh, This week, both sides of the game, both QBs are crushing. Uh, Lamar is having another one of those MVP starts to a season. Uh, I wouldn't really fault you for picking Lamar over Allen. Uh, I think either one probably works well this week. People are going to want to be targeting this game. I want parts of this game, and we're going to come to it later down. But I think uh, it's easier for me to just take Allen. You get all that Bill's. Uh, opportunity right
1: there for me i'm probably signing with Allen this week yeah i was uh, i was joking because um you know this game obviously is going to be the highest owned it's the game game of the week you know the buffalo rate the buffalo versus ravens here um but the real reason is because the ravens secondary is like in three weeks it's only three weeks they're like the stone worst secondary in the entire nfl it's like literally free points through the air so like my my, my <laughs> My, my my contrarian in me is that you know we're gonna see like Josh Allen rushing two touchdowns or like Singletary get like a rushing touchdown. There's gonna be like three rushing touchdowns from the Bill side. Singletary just to, went off last week. Yeah, too. Ju- just just to just to get people who are absolutely on this chalk passing matchup. But that does lead me to Josh Allen because I wouldn't be surprised if he rushed a couple in here. But still, you're capturing pretty much everything with Josh Allen. Um, all these points that are expected at this point in time, at least four touchdowns. So. I'm with you on the Josh Allen thing. I'm probably playing over Lamar. Hurts is a good play. Let's let's go to sub 6 here. I'll kick things off. We talked about Marcus Mariota last week. I expect him to be pretty highly owned. Um he's he's really popping in terms of the projections this week against the the, the Cleveland Browns who, you know, I think have, have a better defense than they're giving credit for, but at the same time, it's not enough to scare me off at 5600. The game that I, I do find interesting, though, um, you know, is obviously going to be that Seattle Detroit game. I've, we're going to be talking about Detroit, I think, almost every week, just considering how good their offense has been and how bad their defense is. And that squarely puts, you know, Geno Smith and Jared Goff. I know, like, it's kind of gross to say out loud here, like on the air, that I've interested in Jared Goff and Geno Smith in cash, but. You know, you look at the, the game total, you look at, you know, how they've both been playing better than we thought they would play, you know, but before the season started. I mean, Gino and Jared, like, golf, both finishing in the top, like, 18 quarterbacks this year, like, the way things have looked isn't the most absurd statement. Um, so, I it just to me, it's like you look at the implied total, you look at how these offenses have been operating, you know, you look at some of their pieces. There's just some interest if you do need to pay down. While I would agree with you that, you know, I think it's there. Are, there's other ways to go about your lineup to, to, to uh, you know, save some money where you can go Josh Allen. Um, you know, if you're looking to save Geno Smith and, and Jared Goff and maybe Mariota in there as well, your thoughts on these sub 6K quarterbacks? Yeah, I think, as I said before, like, this is where I'm
0: looking uh, in the tournaments more likely. I don't think I'll end up doing it in cash, but I think probably my favorite <sighs> – it's tough to say, like, I – I just think Goff is in such a good spot um, with... I mean, what, the line has moved in this game, but there was a point in time this week where the Lions were implied the most points on the entire slate. Like, most raw points for a team were the Lions. And how <laughs> often have we ever been able to say that? So I think I'm just, like, abnormally high on, on the Lions this week. My issue with Goff, however, is... There are a lot of injuries for his wideouts. So that, to me, uh, I think for like a cash standpoint, safety standpoint, I would end up leaning Mariota. Not even that much with it being $300 cheaper, but um, Mariota has shown that he has a pretty solid floor. He's willing to run. Uh, They do some designed runs. That game also has a pretty high uh, implied total, which I was sort of surprised, but um, the Falcons... I believe that was all three games. They have uh, over 25 points. Um, Been playing well. So a lot of their games have been sneakily shootouts. And uh, to me, like Mariota's is having a pretty solid season. The Falcons are looking a lot better than I think people expected them
1: to be this year. Um, So I think I'd lead Mariota there in this range. And another I don't know if it's off the wall, honestly, but another pick that I do have interest in is gonna be Trevor Lawrence. I know you and I have been playing oh, a bit yeah. of Trevor Lawrence lately. I mean the Jags are for real, man. Like I, I the Jag think Jag the too. Jags are good. I think the Jags are for real. I think this offense is legit. Um, you know, it's really damning for Urban Meyer at this point in time, but it really doesn't matter. You know, but they're playing Philadelphia, and I think at this point in time, after three weeks again, um, you know, the Eagles are looking like one of the best teams in the NFL, no doubt. But I think, you know, there's some, you know, recency, recency bias here where we're like, wow, you know, the Eagles really, you know, they shut down the Vikings, they shut down the Commanders. But, like, they're forgetting that I, that the Lions put up, what, 35 points on the Eagles? Um, you know, and I, I believe that the Jags offense is every bit as good as the Lions offense, so it's like, yeah, the Eagles are good, and I probably would bet the Eagles to win this game, even though it's you know a bit of a, a revenge game here for our head coach over here in Jacksonville. But you know the, the Lions, at least in week one, proved that like, you can move the ball uh, on the Eagles, and I don't think they're necessarily this invincible defense that just happened to really lock up the Vikings and the Commanders. So mm. at fifty-seven hundred, you know Trevor Lawrence is a guy he hasn't really done me wrong, and in cash he's he just seems to have that kind of floor this year where. He's just going to get it done. Um, you know, he's he's like, I, I think like Trevor Lawrence this year is going to be what people hoped Derek Carr would be um, in terms of just like a, an above average quarterback that's consistent. But your thoughts on T-Law, even though yep. I think I know them. I, I wish he ran more
0: because we do know he has that ability. Um, and that would obviously help the floor. But, I mean, his price is pretty low. Um, he seems like one of those guys that's going to get 15 to 25 points pretty much each week. Uh, he's he hasn't hit that three hundred yard bonus yet, but he's gotten close a few times. He has Chris Kirk who's pretty solid uh wide receiver to throw to. He's got good options. The team is, has been playing well. I think one of my favorite bets this week would be something like you parlay um I, I think it's six and a half points in that game at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh but you parlay like uh Jags, the over with Jags getting points. Cause I think um it could end up being a shootout where they're going back and forth for yep, a while. For sure. Or Eagles blow them out, you know. So, yeah. uh, to me, I kind of like pairing those two together. But, yeah, I like, I've like i played a Lawrence stack each week this year. Um, been pretty high on the Jags each each game. And I thought after winning last week, they weren't going to be sneaky anymore. And it seems like they still might
1: be. Quarterback pool. Give me, give me your pool of three quarterbacks here. And if there's one we haven't talked about, obviously, let's touch on it. Yeah, I'm going to do
0: Allen, uh, Mariota, and Lamar as my sure. third.
1: Hitting that game. Hitting those quarterbacks in that game is going to be popular. Yeah, I feel but... like
0: Lamar, even though he's been getting like 40 points the last few weeks, might not get played that much because people are just going to click on Allen at the same price, you know. So I think Lamar could honestly end up being sneaky.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. People are going to be really hammering that. <laughs> Running backs. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of injuries happening that opens up, you know, some money here at the running back position, but either way, there's not, not anyone that's necessarily super expensive that, you know, is too much of a concern here. I mean, I'll start things off here. I mean, Barkley again, 8k, like obviously he's in playing cash. I expect him to probably be like. I don't know, like 20%, 25% owned. He, he's just been doing it this year. He gets the volume. He's their main playmaker. He gets everything. So for 8K with the volume that Saquon gets, I mean, it's pretty easy to find Saquon Barkley in your cash lineup. It's pretty easy to fit him in there as well with the savings elsewhere. Are you with me on Saquon? Yeah, he just seems like
0: one of the locks of the week. Uh, there's not a ton to pay up for. And, like, as far as, like, cash goes – They made pricing a little softer this week on the high-end, as in um, Jonathan Taylor is now under 9K. There's not these uh, high-end wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, a lot lot of the high-end guys are playing in island games this week. We have all of the um, Bengals and Dolphin guys are off the slate. The uh, Jefferson Cup, uh, a lot of these guys are off the slate. So that helps with it. All the Chiefs are off the slate. And to me, that just makes Barkley that much more of a standout for for 8K, what his usage has been. And a lot of these higher end running backs, we saw it last week, just underperformed and have been underperforming. So uh, it's a little tougher to go to some of those high end guys. But yeah, I think Saquon's one of them that uh, I'll definitely be putting into lineups.
1: mute thank you um, Swift is the injury that we need to talk about here because that opens up Jamal Williams 6100 I mean it's it's just a good play. And then also Herbert. It looks like Montgomery's going to miss. He's fifty seven hundred. You know, I these are two guys I have a lot of interest in. I mean, I wish Jamal Williams was a little cheaper at sixty one hundred. He's appropriately priced, but from what we've seen this year, even when Swift is healthy, the sixty one hundred is warranted. He'll likely find my his way into my lineups, but he's also the chalk of the week. Um, And then Herbert, um, you know, I don't think he's necessarily going to be as chalky, but still, when Montgomery gets ruled out, he's going to be highly owned i mean we saw over 100 yards and two touchdowns last week and you know they're playing the giants who are solid in in their own right but still herbert herbert is looking good so you know jamal williams herbert two running backs that are now on our radar that we'd like to play due to injury your thoughts
0: yeah i i think they're somewhat must plays uh part of that is the standpoint that people are a lot of people are going to play them and for like cash build uh jamel williams is probably my favorite guy to fade in tournaments this week partly because i mean that price tag isn't it's not that cheap uh there are other guys in that range who have just way more uh i don't want to say experience but being the lead back um like mm-hmm. james connor he's the same price as, as ezekiel elliott who People have have their thoughts on him, but you have Miles Sanders, like Antonio Gibson, James Connor, and uh, James Robinson that are like right there. Yep. Um, so it's very easy to come off of him in tournaments, but in cash, it's one of those like if he does get 100 yards and a touchdown, and you don't have him in cash, then you're already trailing everyone. So um, I think he's he's someone I would play in cash and fade in tournaments, and then Herbert, another guy who. He was one of my top-owned running backs in best ball this year. I'm pretty high on Herbert in general. Been sort of waiting to see what he can do with opportunity. So I'll be it's playing him good. this week. It's been um, good. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see another game out of him. Uh, he'll be also pretty chalky, a little cheaper than, than Jamal. So I think uh, for me, I'd rank them Barkley, Herbert, and, and Jamal. But those three are probably all going to be in my cash lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. For me, um, you know, if you you know, if for some reason you didn't play those three, Lou, who who do you think would be, you know, in contention for one of those spots? I, I think I really like Nick Chubb this week. Um,
0: He's another guy who, even though he just keeps getting, uh, you want to hear some Nick Nick Chubb stats for this year? So he's just he's running a lot. Kareem Hunt is also just like not as deep uh, involved as he was in the past few years, but chubb in each of the three games is here he either has 100 yards or three touchdowns so uh i like those odds those are um, good he's, he's pretty he's good pacing he's pacing well in injury i'm watching which i'm not really sure if it's one that is gonna end up being anything but is aj dylan um if he were to miss i'd have a lot of interest in aaron jones 500 less than than saquon but um 10 point favorites against New England, who just lost Mac Jones. I think you could see an uptick in touches for Jones. If Dylan was out, Dylan has been taking a lot of the work. So, 7,500 for Jones with Dylan in isn't all that exciting. But with Dylan out, would be would you have any interest in Dylan if he were in 6K? He's getting a lot of work, but
1: still in a timeshare. Uh, probably not, not at 6k, man. It's just the yeah. timeshare and I, I've not really loved how green Bay has been looking this year. So it's like the price just isn't right for me. And there's other guys around him. So I'd, I'd be fading, but another guy that I like here that I think is a little bit sneaky, um, is Ramondre Stevenson uh, on the other side. there, Uh 5,200, uh, good price. You know, I, he's just trending towards taking the lead role away from Damian Harris. Um, he's priced a hundred dollars underneath him, you know, this week. So they're pretty much the same, but you know, you look at the way things are trending right now and Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he's leading in touches. Not a complete surprise, you know, leading in, in targets and catches. Um, you know, that's not a surprise either, but what is surprising about Ramondre Stevenson is he has been getting, I'd say it's, it's close to a 50, 50 split, but it is still leaning Ramondre's way in terms of work inside the ten. So like he's getting the pass work, he's getting the work inside the ten, he's getting more touches, and he's kind of working himself into like a more of a, a lead back role. Like it's still a committee, but the lead in the committee. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time before like things like kind of flip, and you know, I'm not saying this is the last time we'll see Stevenson this cheap at 5200, but I think there's a chance that he you know almost runs away with this where he's like the clear head of a committee over Damien. So you know, he's a guy. If I need to get down a bit from from the from the Herberts. And the Jamal Williams, and I want to get it a little different. I'm looking at Ramondre. I haven't yeah. needed to do it yet, but at the same time, you know he he's in he's in the pool for
0: me. In in like that that game environment, if if the ten point uh, difference is is true, like Ramondre could end up getting peppered with a few extra targets this week. Um, we saw he you could argue he was the best running back last week, um, in and DK. A lot of the top-end guys failed. Uh, he had 20 points. I think he was in the milli winner. He was in a lot of, of high up there uh, lineups that I, I remembered seeing. So, I mean, he was one of the best plays last week. Seems like people not really forgotten about him, but um, not sure how how popular he'll be in DFS, but I do like that call. Um, the, the other guy that's cheap, that it's kind of gris, but Rashad Penny. Yeah, um, we talked about it, yeah. He's he under was, 5K, but... You I, take I, away his yeah, name, interest, you know? But, yeah. Um, you take away his name, you look at the People usage. aren't going to play, but, like, one of these weeks, he's probably just bound to go off. But with his price, he might get ownership is Najee Harris. Yeah. I had a feeling like you were going to say that. Jets. Um, yeah. Just, like, price-wise, ceiling-wise, like, he can get there, but just a Mitch Trubisky-run
1: offense... It's not sexy. Looks so bad right now. Yeah, the yeah. offensive line's pretty shitty too. So there's that. Um, Let's go to the pool here, Lou. And if obviously there's one missing, let's talk about it. But go pool. I'm going to challenge you because I feel like there's three pretty easy ones. Let's go pool of five running backs. Yeah, I think it's,
0: well, those three the Saquon, Herbert, and Jamal. Um, and then I'll,
1: I'll do Ramondre and Chubb. Love it. Shifting over to the wide receiver position. You know, similar similarly how we talked about Saquon, you know, as as a near lock, you know, I feel like Stefan Diggs at 8,400 is kind of in that same sentence and in, in, in that same area where you're, he's just been getting so much lately. You look at the matchup, you look at the implied total, you look at the work, you look at everything, and 8,400 seems almost like a little bit of a deal here. Um, you know, similar to Saquon at 8K, same feelings towards Diggs. Yeah, my my thing with Diggs
0: is, like, Yes, he's fine at that price, but he's a little tougher to fit in. And I think if you're playing Allen, you're already getting a decent amount of the digs um, from that. So if I'm already playing Allen, I probably won't play digs, at least in cash. Um, it's expensive, but I think in tournaments, like playing them together and then you don't play a, a Saquon in that lineup because it's hard to fit all three. Um, and there's obviously like other guys that you can you can fit that are a uh, higher up as well, but I don't think uh, it's taking too much to drop off from digs to get in the six K range. Uh, nope. As mentioned before, like he's definitely the best wide receiver um, on the slate. Like not really any, any question about that. Like I, I do prefer him over Devonte Adams, but I think ownership wise, I would be interested in playing Devonte Adams uh, because people are going to go to dig. So this is, that's like the, sort of pivot i would do there mm-hmm. um but to me i think i'm just going to end up playing allen so i
1: probably won't play Diggs in cash probably my other favorite play has got to be cd lamb at 67 i think you mentioned it before the show that obviously this was priced before we saw that crazy target share on monday but you know the dude's got like a 30 percent target share at this point cooper rush is just you know locking on him throwing him the ball you know he, he's had a, he had a really bad drop i mean last week i mean on monday like it was, it was tough to watch but He's getting the volume, that kind of volume at 6,700 regardless. And the matchup's not great. It's the Commanders, So I don't really care if he's throwing the ball. If he's getting that, if it's a good matchup and he's getting that volume, 6,700. Um, you know, CD for me is more of a lock than Diggs, but I like them both. But, you know, CD is probably one of those guys that I'm clicking early when building. Yeah, and I think he got a little price discount because
0: they played on Monday. Looked good on Monday. He had a couple of really nice catches. And, I mean, he's he's the best wide receiver on their team and Cooper rush knows how to find him. Uh, I don't think we're going to get Dak back this week, but if we get Gallup back, then uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to take too much away from lamb. So to me, I, I think I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I like, I like CD. He's 1600 less than uh, it's It's a decent chunk down. A lot of the guys in between the two are kind of similar, so like you're getting CD Lamb at let's say like a 500 discount off of Pittman, and I think that's reasonable. So um, I like CD. He's probably my favorite of of these wide receiver upper end, if you I call it that. Uh, he's still under 7K, but um, yeah, I think CD Lamb price based on price and opportunity, he's probably my favorite. Give me another one. Yeah. I um, I like Chris Kirk as well. At 6,600 goes along with what we were saying about Trevor Lawrence. Each game this season, Kirk has at least six catches and 70 yards. He's finding the end zone a bunch. He's at three touchdowns. And uh, he's just the guy that Trevor Lawrence is turning to. And I've already mentioned I like this game environment. I think like a mini stack. Of him and in, in A.J. Brown, even if you don't have one of the QBs, uh, I think I'd still end up playing that. It's a little more expensive, but that's probably also why I like it. Um, they just, they're just they the guys. Uh, obviously, we saw a big game from Devonta last week, so I think that's where I, I prefer Kirk and Lamb over someone like A.J. Brown because you could mm-hmm. see Devonta have another big game. Like Devonta's looked good the last couple of uh, weeks, I think because of last week, it could bring up his ownership a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, he didn't get priced up overly high. Um, so, do you have any interest in Devonta Smith this week?
1: I, I do want to go. Before I go there, I want to walk back to Kirk. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we're playing the Eagles. They got Bradbury and Slay who have been playing lights out on the outsides. So I expect them to really lock down, you know, the Joneses, Zay, and Marvin. So, I think. Christian Kirk's going to eat in this game. I think he's going to continue to eat. I think, like, I still think there's a buy low window on Christian Kirk because um, people are still kind of like, you know, writing him off because of his name, writing him off, it's because of the Jags, but I think he keeps this up all year long. So definitely there. Devonta Smith, not in cash, but I think he's a great tournament play. I know it's kind of a cop out to say, but, like, I'm, I'm not playing him in cash at 58, but just because, like, he could easily put up a dud. We've already seen it happen this year. You know, it's, it's, it's truly boomer bust. So. My interest in Devonta Smith and cash is is pretty nil. Yeah.
0: I think it's one of those things where you probably don't do it in cash. um, Mostly because, I mean, you have Lockett, Cooks, Deontay Johnson, Drake London that are all, like, basically the same price. Even Rashad Bateman. So, uh, I I don't want to leave the – he had a great week last week. Like, went absolutely off last week. Um, so I probably won't end up chasing it, but I I did think it was an interesting one. Um, What did you think about those other guys I mentioned in that price range, though? Because I think we'll see those three get a lot of ownership, especially if people aren't going up to digs. They're probably going to end up in this range. Deontay Johnson, Mm -hmm. Tyler Lockett, and uh, Brandon Cooks.
1: I think think Lockett's chalk. Um, I have no interest in Cooks. Deontay Johnson, I mean, God, I, I tell you what, like, the, the targets are there, but, like, it is just so uninspiring with Trubisky behind. Like, it's just like, yeah. yeah, dude, like, 10 targets a game. Freaking sick, dude. But, like, he turns it into six for 60. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, it is It is solid. It's probably a, a smart play in cash, but, like, I don't know. There's just something gross about clicking Deontay Johnson's name right now where, like, I'm just like, ah, like... It, you know, I, I'm sitting here like my gut feelings like, is there a ceiling? Like, yeah, I could be eating my words. I mean, ten targets a game, it's about he's gonna turn one loose eventually, but I don't know, man. Just like something about putting Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks in the lineup, just it, it's not sexy and it doesn't it doesn't feel right.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I just think all these guys are kind of similar where where they're priced in this range because their upside is somewhat limited, uh, but they get the volume. And in cash you're just trying to get volume guys so like they're, they're all safe um i think yeah probably Deontay is the lowest for me like I, it does seem like lockett is someone that gino is just gonna throw him yep eight plus I mean, targets it makes it be.
1: makes dk a decent tournament play
0: i really like dk in tournaments yeah that game if you do like a golf if assuming a plays the like golf amandra and metcalf like that's that's a good start to a team uh, yep. A guy like Goff, I probably would want to double stack. But uh, Hawk, what, man, what your Hawk. thoughts on you, you? Hawk, but what's your thoughts on Josh Reynolds' big I, game I, last week?
1: If if Amon Ra or Chark, who are both questionable, miss, yes, Josh Reynolds almost certainly. I mean, he's already out there, you know, running a, yeah. a decent amount of routes. Yeah. Like I think he, like you know, Amon Ra still played last week. You know, and he still almost had a hundred yards. Um, he gave, like three quarters. Right? Yeah, and and, and, and only like for like a quarter. And Goff and Josh Reynolds played together on the Rams, so there's like that narrative. I mean, forty six hundred. You know, if if Amon-Ra misses, it opens up a large chunk of targets. Um, I you know I still think Jamal Jamal Williams is going to get his on the ground, but you know I, I still think seven to eight targets without Amon Amon-Ra Saint Brown is pretty fine. He had ten targets last week, so I think I, maybe I'm being a little conservative, but let's let, let's let's stick in this this cheaper range Lou give me give me another kind of sub 5k guy that you're looking at yeah I think uh it it's really interesting below
0: 5k this week there, there's tons of options that you could go um an, a guy who like well'll I'll go with the the easy ones first the the Romeo dubs 4500 and uh richie James 4k are going to be pretty popular I think james is one of those guys that I don't want to call it a free square or anything, but uh, because of his ownership and that price, he's almost like a. you kind of have to play him. Um, and you,
1: explain that real quick, Lou, um, for some of the folks that might not totally get that. Like free square, it's like, you know, we we play him at 4K, right? And he duds. Why does that not matter? I mean, if he hits you know, yeah. we play a guy at 4K and it hits, like we understand why that's good. But if he duds, why does that not matter? Yeah, he, he, He's looking to
0: be around like 25% owned or so. And he's 4K. Um, so if if a guy at 4K gets you eight points, it's probably okay because everyone else in his range at 4K, you have like Randall Cobb, DeAndre Carter, like Donovan People Jones, guys that literally might get zeros. Um, so a lot of people around him are probably likelier to get that eight or less points. But then he because of his uh just the situation he's in with with the giants uh he's pretty much locked into a role where he's probably gonna get you that eight points is probably his floor um whereas these other guys have floor of zero versus if you're playing someone like Deontay Johnson if he gets you eight points but then Cooks and Lockett are both getting 50 and 20 points you're seven points behind everyone so uh Richie James also, if you don't play him, then your construction is different. So if he goes off and you don't have him, then it's gonna be a lot worse because you're gonna have to catch up and find a different guy that's four K who did well in your lineup and that's just gonna be hard to do.
1: Two other players (laughs) I wanna touch on, same range. Elijah Moore. Um Zach Wilson's back and that was one of his favorite targets. Yeah. Um you know I'm a Garrett Wilson over Elijah Moore guy, but I mean at 48k it's tough to to really look. I mean we yeah. saw the connection last year, so I think there's interest there, not necessarily cash play, but like I think there's a world where like Elijah Moore is never 48k ever again. Um, and then the other one that I have some interest in is going to be Traylon Burks. In in my redraft league, I have dubbed this Traylon Burks week. Um, you know, it, it goes like this. We, we've been seeing in his route participation just increase as a you know as a rookie. It's not incredibly you know he had a rough camp, so it's not surprising to see him come out of the gate slow. He is a rookie after all. But he had a ninety six percent route participation last week. The highest we've seen. I mean, that's a great route participation, by the way. And then you look at, at the matchup, and it's the Colts who've been staunch on the ground for the most part this year, and they've been a little bit more leaky. The, the path of least resistance against the Colts is through the air. Yeah, they're going to try to get Derrick Henry going. Of course, that's their identity, but you know, if they, if they, if they can't for some reason um, and they need a spark, it, it, it looks like Traylon Burks is that guy. So you know, he, he's kind of one of my more gut calls. I don't expect there to be a lot of ownership on Traylon Burks, but we know he is the kind of guy where it only takes one ball. Uh, for him to, him to pay off at this price. So just wanted to, to touch on Traylon Burks and Elijah Moore. I think they're both a little more risky. They're probably not like the safe cash plays, but I think they both have tremendous upside at that price.
0: Yeah. And even after I just said that about Richie James, the, the reason why I could see his ownership being a little lower, I don't think he's necessarily the, a free square, as I had mentioned uh, what the free square was. Um, because you have... Zay Jones and Matt Collins are both 4,200. And after last week for Matt Collins, people will probably play him again. But also Zay Jones has a probably similar floor to Richie James. Um, another guy I like in this sub 5K is Noah Brown. We talked about CeeDee Lamb, but Noah Brown is getting a good amount of usage and yeah. looks from Cooper Rush. He's looked great. Honestly, like... If Gallup is back, I think that would hurt him. So once Gallup is back, um, probably won't like him as much. But he's seeing the field and playing a lot more than Tolbert.
1: Um pretty he clearly the number two there. He got all he got all those reps uh with uh Cooper Rush in the offseason and yeah. it's and it's and it's paying off. And he's always looked good. I've been I've you know I've been a Noah Brown fan for a couple of years, like in terms of just a good, like deep dynasty stash. And and that's paid mm-hmm. off. I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting ways to go. You know, with pass catchers, where there's some really chalky guys, but because of the price, you could pivot off the chalk pretty easily, um, and it's attractive. But let's um, that's a lot of wide receivers we've named. Um, no matter what, some them are gonna hit. But let's let's do a pool of five wide receivers. Let's narrow it down a little bit and uh, you know make these calls. Yeah. So for me, I'm
0: gonna do. I'm I'm gonna do CD, uh, CD Kirk, Lockett. Uh and then I'll give I'll say uh Traylon Burks. I do like that play. Love it. Um and then uh Richie James. But like I think I think Zay Jones will be a good pivot off of rich James. I think he has a higher ceiling. Yep. Uh
1: but I think James might be safer. Tight ends. I mean it's it's funny yeah. here. I feel like we've been seeing this a lot. Um you know, Mark Andrews is at seventy one hundred, and then it's just gap. <laughs> um, so let's just let's just get this out of the way. Mark Andrews seventy one hundred thoughts.
0: I think if you can afford him, do it. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to do with those other eight k guys we have mentioned, but because of Mark Andrews at seventy one hundred, that's where like I don't see myself. I think I'd play him before I play Digs. Um, that game environment, the best game environment. Um, Mark Andrews has just continued to crush and be the number one tight end. Uh, Kelsey is never on the main slate because they always have island games. So whenever Kelsey's off the main slate, I like uh, Andrews stands out that much more, which maybe you just play him whenever Kelsey's there because people don't remember Kelsey. But uh, yeah, he's 1500 more than any other tight end. But It's very reasonable for him to be, so uh, I would like to get him into lineups if I can, but uh, it is pricey, and there are a lot of cheap ways to go at tight end uh, specifically, so um, I'd like Andrews, but I probably want to end up with him because that savings will be nice elsewhere.
1: So something that I think people are going to do, and I'm going to go a different way here is um, we talk about this and we're in agreement. where I think a lot of people are going David Joku, 3,700. But you pointed out that the floor is zero. Everyone's super excited about it. It's a good matchup on paper, like Atlanta Falcons are bad against the tight end. A lot of people are going to be clicking on David Joku. If I can find the 4K, I like going up to TJ Hawkinson. There is a floor there. You know, they are using a bit in the red zone. We've already had conversations about this game and wanting pieces of it. And then at the same time, we also have talked about Amon Ra and Shark injuries and Swift as well. So it's like opens up a lot there. It's why we like, you know, Reynolds, I, mean, I guess Josh Reynolds, I mean, Craig Reynolds, we're not going to play him. But there's two Reynoldses. I, you could play both Reynolds. This yeah, Reynolds and Reynolds. Go Reynolds <laughs> and Reynolds. Yeah. But I, I just think TJ Hawkinson at 4,100 just, just offers like a good price range for a good floor. Um, and who's to say he doesn't bring down two tutties? So, you know, I find myself... When people are going Joku, I'm just going a little farther up and hitting Hawkinson.
0: Yeah, I think I like that call. Um, whenever Njoku Joku has these big games, people will steam him the next week. And then he just like almost always duds. He goes on these stretches. He's very boomer bust, which I mean for 3,700 tight end, like you're probably fine with a boomer bust guy. Cause that's the one position that if you get it zero, you probably are okay with if you pay down, like, a zero for Mark Andrews or Darren Waller isn't going to be great, but a zero for 3,700 player, kind of what we were saying about James before, like it's probably not going to hurt you as much. Tight end is just one of those positions where there's going to be a few big tight end scorers on the week, but if you get like six points, you're probably not too too far chasing people. So um, I like the the Hawkinson call over Joku, especially if we're not going to be playing uh, like Amon Ra or some of these other guys uh, from the Lions, then I think that makes me want to play it more. It's tough to play two Lions in the same cash lineup, but as I mentioned before, like they're expected to score one of the most points on the entire week. So uh, I see that. I also kind of like to go back to Kyle Pitts here. seems like uh, he's another guy that's boomer bust, only 5K. If he has another big week, he's going to be more expensive next week. But uh, game environment's good. I like stacking him with Mariota. I also like stacking uh London with him, but um I think I prefer Pitts to Waller and you're saving 600 there. I don't know if you need to pay up for 5k, but I think if I was paying higher than Hawkinson, it would be Pitts.
1: Yeah, I'm I, I'm looking through this list right now, and I I don't really <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. Evan Ingram, maybe. Really. Yeah, thirty right. four hundred more, more Jags. We talked about Kirk in the middle and it being tough on the outsides. Yep, Evan Ingram, thirty-four hundred. There's it's some interest gross. there. It's Evan gross. Ingram's
0: going to get three catches for no, no. What did I say?
1: Seven catches
0: for thirty-seven 30, yards. Yeah, He's thirty-seven like, yards. A nine,
1: unlike nine or ten targets. Like
0: yeah, He's just, it's gross. Like he just gets these short area yards, but. He could get peppered in tar- with targets, and and that's the thing with these lower end tight ends. If if you can get six catches out of them, that makes up for the one catch and touchdown that Conklin's going to get you. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> kind of interested in Ingram as well. Thirty four hundred too. Pool of pool of three tight ends. Lou, let's get, let's finish it out. Yeah, the defense. Andrews, Hawkinson, uh,
1: and Pitts. Love it. Defense, special teams. You know, I think the move here is is in my opinion is just like going for some some lower owned cheap cheap ones. Um you know, if if I had to pick like one that I think is interesting, the, the CMC injury is looming. I think the Cardinals at 2800 against a possible cmc list Carolina Panthers who already look like they're even with CMC they're look terrible. Um yeah. so I I think I have some I don't expect it to be entirely too highly owned there. Um I also think that the the Titans could be sneaky at 2,500 as well against the Colts. Um, you know, Pittman's back, but we have, you know, we did see the Jags shut out the, the Colts two weeks ago. So, like, I, I don't think we can sit here and talk about the Colts being a great uh, offense. We don't know exactly what it is yet. So, um, you know, I think the Bears are going to be very popular. Um, I think that Bears-Giants game is just going to be popular in terms of defense special teams. Um, low scoring total. There's a lot of ugly things going on on both sides of the ball so I, I i wouldn't fault you for paying bears or giants but like i'll probably look elsewhere just to get a little bit lower ownership your thoughts overall lou
0: yeah i think bears giants seems like one of those obvious like the game probably won't shoot out so it's pretty safe to go there um i like the call on the cardinals that's interesting with like the, the injury concerns the cmc as i mentioned before like the Panthers already look pretty bad. They're, they're running like, 54, feet, plays so they're like yeah. 54 plays a it game. They're playing like 54 plays a game. like Baker. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I, I kind of like the Texans for if you're going cheap. Um, Herbert playing with a rib injury. Like we saw the Jags just crush them last week. Like they might not be able to score all that much. Um, so I kind of like the, the Texans for cheap. Uh it's it's tough on the lower end uh, because there's just most of the good defense plays you have to pay a little up for. Um, so like I'm Texans outside of them, I don't really love that many cheap defenses. Like Titans twenty five hundred, I don't like that much. Uh, maybe Jets though. Jets twenty six hundred uh, facing the Steelers. Both defenses in that game. Uh, another low total game. That I think you could see a lot of uh, ownership on the defenses. We think about the Jets; they've been like sneakily all right this year.
1: Um, I mean Pitt's bad from a fantasy but, standpoint, but I, I, yeah, I if I'm so what Jets are twenty six. I yeah. think I like the Broncos twenty seven. Um, you know Raiders are zero three, and I think you know there's a lot of hope for this Raiders offense going into the year with the addition of, of Devontae Adams, but like. They also got Josh McDaniels, and you know let's 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 get real about the the Patriots' coaching tree here. Um, it's not exactly be, been the best track record. So like, I think there's an outside chance that the Raiders is bad, yeah. frankly. Um, and like, and and I think that the Broncos, while their offense is looking anemic, like Russ is not cooking. Maybe Russ is cooked. Who knows? But. The Raiders could have an opportunity, or sorry, yeah, I mean, sorry, you know what I'm trying to say here. The, yeah. the Broncos have an actual like chance to essentially like I wouldn't say shut them up, but keep it low scoring and be worth it. So I guess if I had to pick one other one, the Broncos would be it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Like there, this thing is there. There's like there's three or four games. Th- this is the problem with the slate. Is like there's three games that look great are projected to do really well have great fantasy plays and then there's like three or four just really bad games that you don't want to touch at all and uh the way that the way that we do it in the soccer streets is with goalie it's similar to defense where whichever of these games you're not touching just take a defense from that game like just take the defense from. like if you're playing deontay johnson don't take the steelers or jets uh if you're playing brandon cooks you can take the Texans, but um, it's one of those things where if you're like playing guys from that game, you you don't really want to play uh, the defense uh, because you're kind of playing for that yep. game to, to over. So a lot of low totals, just kind of going for one of those this
1: week. Lou, before we close out here, any final thoughts on the week? This cash slate. It's, yeah. it, at least we can say it's a better cash slate than last week. Yeah, it's a lot more straightforward.
0: I think there there's a lot more. There's less choices you have to make, like on the upper end. Um, and like <laughs> a lot of it's going to end up coming down to who scores more, Allen or Lamar, or even Hurts if you want to throw them in. But the that's going to be the big game to watch this week. The Allen versus Lamar uh, discussion is going to be fun to hear after the game because whoever wins is obviously the better quarterback. So um, that will be a fun game to watch. Outside of that, a lot of the games are pretty gross this week. Just a fact, Lou. Where can I find you on Twitter? Where can I find the work? Yeah, at lucky underscore Ludog. I work at Lucky Trader, do uh, some NFT and DraftKings Rainmakers content for them over there. Uh, but
1: yeah, at lucky underscore Ludog. Find me on Twitter at FFTylerO. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.